What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Life's a Garden. Thank you all so much for joining me, as always. I hope you're having a great, excellent, fantastic, wonderful, beautiful day, week, month, year, life. I hope you're digging that garden that we call life every single day, because that's the only way to do it, baby. We got a great show here today. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. It's Super Bowl week, and the Kansas City Chiefs ain't in it. So you know your boy is happy as a motherfucker, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. So stick around, and as a, as a reminder, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the bullshit. It helps me out. Help me to help you. Help me to help you because then I can just keep making you absolutely ridiculous content such as this. So if you do that, I would definitely appreciate it. But let's get into today's episode, shall we? It's episode 87 of Life's a Garden. Oh yeah, we are back at it again, on and popping every single week. You know how we're doing it. But this week, we're doing it a little bit different. I'm different, babies. Look at this. We got this fancy-ass fucking frozen coffee drink that we're doing this morning. Because you can't always do it the same. But here, now here's the thing. I got a gift card to Starbucks. Now, Starbucks is not necessarily somewhere I would ever get coffee. But when it's free, it's free. And if I'm going to Starbucks, I'm getting that fancy shit. Because every now and again, I like the sweet shit. I like a little caramel coffee, iced caramel coffee. Look at that thing. That thing is busting with some thick, golden caramel cum. That thing's just blowing up out of that. Let's get a drink of that. Now... I'm going to tell you something that is going to revolutionize your life. Okay? Here oh, mercy. That is delicious. Now, let me tell you something. Okay? This is, a, this is something I learned a while back that I, I realized. This is, a, this is a life hack for you that's going to change the game for you. And trust me, when I say this, this is a legit thing. This, this literally is the, the move. This is the coffee move, okay? You get yourself that, that sweet iced coffee, whatever you like. I don't know if you're a hazelnut, caramel, mocha, whatever you like, chocolate. You get that sweet iced coffee, such as this. But you back that shit up. With the hot black coffee or hot sweet coffee, it don't matter. If you like, if you're if you're not a black coffee person, get this. Put the creamer in it, but it's got to be a hot coffee. And look at that. We're double repping the Theo Von today. I got the hitter shirt on. I got the Theo Von mug. But and and as always, Black Rifle Coffee, the best coffee that there is. I know I got the Starbucks, the most famous coffee there is. But Black Rifle Coffee, the best black coffee that you will ever drink. And that's the move, guys. 
iced coffee and black coffee at the same time. Because here's the thing. You, you're drinking the iced coffee and you get about halfway through and it's just like, okay, I need something to, like, I can't, you got to balance. You got to have a little balance. You can't just keep going the cold route the whole way. You got to have, have that dark, the black, the hot stuff too. Now, here's the other thing. Typically, I'm drinking coffee with breakfast. I personally like a hot breakfast. Okay, nothing, nothing is better than a hot cup of coffee, a black hot cup of coffee to, to start your day, get you boosted up, get you wired, especially on a cold day. And, and, and of course, you know, the seasons fluctuate. I like an ice, like a more iced coffee in the hot summer. I like a hot black coffee in the winter, but typically I'll just stick with the black coffee one way or the other. It's always a good starter for the day. But if I'm eating a hot breakfast, freaking eggs, steak, chicken fried steak, uh, sausage, bacon, what have you. I like a hot breakfast. Hot coffee and hot breakfast do not go well together. Hot on hot, you don't do the hot on hot. When you're eating a hot breakfast, you want a cold beverage because they balance each other out. You don't want to be eating a bunch of hot food and then go to, you know, quench your thirst or, or chill your mouth out. And then you got a hot cup of coffee. That just doesn't work. So what I end up doing is just getting a cold cup of water. But I don't want that. I want to keep drinking the coffee. I still want coffee in my system. I like the taste of coffee with a breakfast. So what, what's a man to do? Well, I'll tell you. Just back it up with an iced coffee. You double fist it. You got a little you've got the best of both worlds. On top of that, you get the you get the black coffee because of course, you know, you want to preserve your manhood, you want to be the rough and tough and and rah, 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 I got my black coffee, gritty black coffee. I'm a man. I'm a, a yeah, you know? So we drink the black coffee and that and that preserves our manhood makes us it's, we, we don't have to we, we don't have to feel pussified we still got the black coffee nobody can say shit right but but every now and again we got our sensitive side still we still we still bring out the sensitive side sometimes sometimes we, we bring out our inner pussy and, and we like the sweet because the sweet tastes good it truly does and, and we like that mouth feel we like how it we like how it dances around the tongue and the and that nice chill that nice cool smooth so we like a little sensitivity we can be we can be hardened gritty men and also have our sensitive side because balance balance is everything it's what thanos was talking about balanced as all things should be so we balance out the coffees and that's the coffee move my guys take that with you and better your lives with it. I mean, I don't think I've ever given better advice on this show. 87 episodes, and here we are with with the new the new life hack. And you want to know where I learned this? I <laughs> I learned this move in Dallas International Airport. I was at a Dunkin' Donuts, and I wanted. It was early morning, and of course, I was wanting the hot coffee because that's how your boy starts his day. 
But I also just was, I was wanting the flavor of an iced coffee because I don't, now that I've gotten onto the black coffee train, the, the cream and the black coffee doesn't do it for me. I don't like it now. So if I'm going flavor, if I'm going the caramel, the mocha, whatever, it's got to be iced. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do both at the same time. And it changed my it, my mind expanded beyond all horizons. And now I know that it's the move. So I'm sharing that with you. I'm letting you know. Try it out. I'm telling you, just try. It sounds gluttonous. It sounds, uh, it sounds decadent. It sounds like a, an unnecessary move. Fuck it, dude. This is life. You're just going to not drink two coffees at the same time? You're going to go through your whole life not drinking an iced coffee and a, and a hot coffee together? What kind of life is that? Try it out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We balance that shit out with the coffee. And then you're getting double doses of that, of that caffeine. And you're wired, you're ready to go, and you're ready to make a beautiful entertaining podcast for the world telling you that's the move that's your life hack for the day life's a barista (laughs) um as i was saying at the beginning of the show it is super bowl week and your boy could not be happier i'm remember remember what i said last week Oh, he's called it! The Cincinnati Bengals, baby. The Cincinnati Bengals pulled it off. Almost didn't. Came back down 21-3. to What an amazing comeback. That was a great game, honestly. And I don't know what to say, man. I'm absolutely, utterly impressed with what the Cincinnati Bengals team has done. On the other side, you got the Los Angeles Rams, the other team that I kind of expected and wanted to get in there. Almost didn't, by the way. They barely beat the 49ers, which I told you also were going to be a tough team. And they brought it. Both games were real close. This might be some of the best playoff football we've ever seen, if we're, if we're talking honestly. So, I, now, of course, we got to get the Super Bowl prediction out there. And it's not so much a prediction as much as because I like both these teams. You know, honestly, if Cincinnati wins, it's awesome because that's their first Super Bowl. They've never won a Super Bowl. And I was wrong. Last week I said they'd only been to one. Apparently they've been to two. So this is their third Super Bowl that they've been to. I did not realize that. But this is their first Super Bowl in like 35 years. Something like that. Which is amazing. I mean, they won their first playoff game in, in 35 years this year. And now they're all the way in the Super Bowl. You gotta love that. It's an underdog story like no other. Joe Burrow comes back from injury. Comeback player of the year, for sure. Um, Takes his second year in the NFL. Takes the team to the uh, Super Bowl. Kid from Ohio. He he went and won this championship in LSU. Then comes back to his home state and takes him to a Super Bowl in two years. What a story, man. And I like a lot of those kids. Jamar Chase, uh, Uzama, the the um, what's Henderson, right? The the 
D lineman. And that defense, man, I'll tell you what, that defense has come up big in all these these wins. So it's a great story for Cincinnati if they win. On the other side, you got the Rams. Um see, now here here's where I, I have some trouble. So you got the Rams. There's a lot of players on this team that I would absolutely love to see win a ring. Matt Stafford, my boy Von Miller, uh, Cooper Cup, Sean McVay, the coach, Aaron Donald. Like, There's a ton of players who absolutely deserve and I would love to see win a ring. On the flip side, there's a couple players I would not enjoy seeing win a ring. Odell Beckham, Jalen Ramsey, and then of course... I don't want L.A. to get a championship. I hate L.A. I hate all their, like, just any time they win a championship. The Lakers, fucking the Kings. I don't want L.A. to win a championship. And you know, you know the NFL is dying. To, to they, they want the Rams to win this game so fucking bad. Because they've been trying to get L.A. Uh, a team... For so long and have it work out. They bought this billion dollar stadium. It's it's at it's in LA. The Super Bowl is in LA. So it's two times in a row that the uh home venue, the home city for the Super Bowl, that that team has played in that venue. Last year it was the Bucks, this year's the, the Rams. And it's not like it's gonna matter. I mean the Super Bowl is never really a home game. Honestly, because it's all it's all a bunch of different fans, and then you got the. Uh, I mean, L.A. is not even a home. There was sixty five percent Forty ers fans at that last game in L.A. And forget about it. Joe Burrow just beat the Chiefs on the road. He just beat, uh, and then he beat Tennessee in Nashville. So that doesn't matter. The home field advantage shit. Forget about it. But. I'm happy with no matter what the outcome, I'm going to be happy. I will I will no matter what have something to lean back and say, "You know what? This is okay. I'm I'm good with this no matter what." But that being said, I'm going to have to go I, I I'm going to hitch my wagon to somebody. I'm going to cheer for somebody during the game, and that's got to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Through all things, it would just be too awesome to see them win a championship for for so many reasons for that city for Joe Burrow for you name it man it's it's ultimately the it's just the best story it's just it's just that's the only one that makes the most sense they've come through so much in these playoffs to get there and everyone's saying well do you think they even have a chance absolutely how could you count them out? They just beat the Chiefs, who everyone assumed was just going to roll over them. They beat the number one seed in the Titans, both on the road. Um, the It's not like the Rams are just like this. They look on paper like a brick shithouse of a team. And they're good, don't get me wrong. They're talented as all fucking get out. But they barely beat the 49ers. They barely beat the Buccaneers. Both of those games at home. Actually, I think no. The Bucks game was on the road, wasn't it? Because the Bucks were the number two seed, right? See, and that's another thing. The Rams are—I think they were the three or the four seed. Like they weren't highly seeded. They had some rough games throughout the year. So this isn't just a give me win 
for either team. It's going to be, and and if these playoffs are any indication, you're going to see a hell of a Super Bowl. I'm excited. No matter the outcome, you can guarantee I'll be happy because we're going to be eating the food. We're going to be drinking the booze. We're going to have a great, grand old time. And I don't have, there's no enemies here. I don't have anybody I got to root against. I'm happy no matter the outcome. So, thumbs up for a Super Bowl worth worth enjoying for, for the first time in a few years. Although, I enjoyed last year watching the Chiefs get their asses kicked. Um, also, with the Super Bowl, uh, while we're talking about the Super Bowl, I want to say this. If I was the president, if I became president tomorrow... Or whatever. My first day in office as president would be immediately. My first act as president would be to make the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday. Because there's no other sporting event in all of the world. Except maybe like the FIFA the FIFA Cup or whatever. Like the, the World Cup in soccer. Maybe. If you're putting the whole world together. There's no bigger day than than the Super Bowl. And even Nash like there's other countries that watch the Super Bowl. It's the biggest game, it's the biggest television event all year in in all of in America at least. So it's a national holiday. Make it a national holiday. Bigger than the Olympics, bigger than fucking any <laughs> baseball, basketball, all those combined. I guarantee you it's it's almost as big as those combined. The Monday after the Super Bowl, make it a national holiday. That would be my move. Because it should be. It should already be. You're talking about a sport that is only played in America. It's literally the only sport that's played in America. So why not, like, it wouldn't make sense to do it for baseball. It wouldn't make sense to do it for basketball, soccer, any of those other sports. Because those are international sports. Football is not. Football is solely... American. And that should be an American holiday. So that would be my first move. So instead of that, your boy ended up just taking time, taking the day off. Paid day off. Because it's a holiday in my book. So I got a three-day weekend coming up. And I'm excited because it's a, it's a holiday to me. I'll be hungover as fuck. And it's going to be a, a rip-roaring good time. We have a party on Sunday. We recover on Monday. That's how it goes. Just how it always goes. We reflect on the game and we just sit back and enjoy. Especially if you're a fan of whatever team wins. You gotta take the next day off, dude. Because you're partying till dawn. Just how it is. Also, on the football front, the Washington... The Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, finally have have revealed the name of their new team. The, the new team name. And it will be the Washington Commanders. Boring! I don't like it. Uh, out of all the team names that they had, I thought the Armada was better. I thought the Sentinels was better. 
I thought. I mean, there's already there's already people saying, can we just bring back the football team? Which no, Commanders is definitely better than football team. The uniforms are all right. Uh, Chase Young, <laughs> there's a video where Chase Young was grading all the potential names, and they asked him about the Commanders, and he said F because it sounded so cheesy, and it does. It's super cheesy. The Washington Commanders. Like, um, not by, and I saw the funniest meme too. It said, ironic enough that, uh, they, they chose a team name, the Commanders, the same people that killed the Redskins in the first place. So they're replacing the name with, with the people that killed the, the previous name, which don't get me wrong. As far as, as far as all this like changing of team names, uh, mascots, things like that. I'm not for it in certain cases, but when it comes to Redskins in today's climate, it was probably the right move. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of a, I never thought of it so badly, but it's a fucked up name. It makes sense to change it. Commanders. It wasn't the move. Now, the name I always said, the name I always said they should have made the Washington team was the Washington Revolution, because that is a badass fucking name. You could have kept the R from the Redskins logo. You could have kept the colors, whatever. They kept the colors anyway. The Washington Revolution, that would have been cool, because that's about, that had nothing to do with, uh... Like, the Revolutionary War had nothing to do with race or anything. It had to do with becoming free from British hold, from from the British. Now, you could say, of course, the Revolutionary, the Colonials, you know, all that shit with, with the Indians, of course. But you're never going to get away from that, no matter what. Like, the 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 whole 13 colony states are, are guilty of all that. Like, there's nothing in history that you could ever say about... Washington DC that would make anybody think, "Ooh, that's not racist." So I'm just going to call them the Washington Comanches. Cuz it's funny and ir- and ironic. So we're just going to call them another Indian name, the Washington Comanches, and that's what I'll call them from now on. It's already lending itself to, like, funny nicknames. The Commanders. The Commies. It's just, it's... Poor choice. Poor choice of words. Poor choice of words. But yeah, that's that for for all that. That's that for that, folks. And that's all, folks. No, we're we're not even halfway through the podcast. Um, so my brother just got his GED and congratulations to him for that. Uh, proud of him for that. We went out the other, so God went out the other night after band practice. He was out. He he asked if I wanted to come out. I go out. My mother's there lit as fuck. 
just hanging out, celebrating Landon getting his GED. We ended up going and going over to Crystal, singing some karaoke, having a good time. It was fun. And it was, it was just funny to, like, it's very rare that I'm out drinking with my mom. But, uh, no, I, I just wanted to say congrats to my brother for getting his GED. I mean, for the longest time, you know, I had him pegged as a retard. And I know that's not the right word to say, but I had him pegged as a dummy. And he proved us wrong. He proved us all wrong. Um, before that, I thought he might be gay. But he's consistently had a girlfriend. And so he proved me wrong there. This kid just keeps proving me wrong time and time again. He's the... He's he's the outlier. He just keeps he just keeps proving me wrong. Got his the the kid dropped out of high school to work at Olive Garden. Not a bright move. I didn't peg him as a as a smart smarty smart. But you know what? He buckled down. He studied. He did his work. Got his GED. Now at the time, I was pissed at him for dropping out of high school because it's always been something that we've preached should be done. It's it's an accomplishment. You might regret it later. But as I've grown older, I've realized how bullshit the school system in general is. He went and got his GED, and he'll be just fine. He'll be able to work any fucking job he wants, no matter what, still. He can still go to college. He could do, all, he could do whatever he wants. The world's his oyster. But in all sincerity, jokes aside... Congratulations to him. Uh, very, ex- me and him, we're gonna go. We're, I don't know, a month almost. Yeah, we're almost a month out from hitting up Denver. We're gonna tear Denver a new one. This is his first trip out of the state. We're gonna have a good time. And now he's smart enough to, to hang. He's a, he, he's he's an intellectual on the on the on the uh, so the society front now. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's always been smart. He got, but he got the GED, and and that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad for him. So, uh, cheers to cheers to the old Lando, for the land kid, as we've always called him, land kid. Um, needs to start shaving his head though, just like me. We're losing our hair. It's part of the family. Uh, Let's see what else happened, Reese. Oh, I just, so just the other day, yesterday actually, got the official invite to my friend Pow, who has been on the show multiple times. The boy's getting married. Getting married, and he would, and he asked me to be a uh, groomsman in the wedding. I'd, of course, I said yes. So we have that now. That makes two weddings this year. My friend Brandon, he's getting married in July. Pow's getting married in June. Gonna be a busy summer with weddings, and I'm in both of them. I'm groomsman in both of them, which I am absolutely grateful for. I appreciate that. Um, I tell you what, if I ever get married, I will, uh, have a hard time 
picking out groomsmen because how do you not pick all the guys that made you groomsmen? And I probably would anyway. Like all the there's a reason I'm their groomsmen because they're my great friends. So, but this is the this is the fourth time I've been a groomsman. I was a best man twice, and I've been a groomsman now now two times as a groomsman. But it's gonna be fun. I love weddings. I've been to too many funerals, not enough weddings, and so I I'm I'm obviously excited to be to I'm always excited to do weddings. I love weddings, and but this just puts. This is just two more friends getting married. Two more of my buddies going on to have lives and families. And then there's me just chilling. Then there's bachelor number one just talking into the ether, making a podcast. So (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, I am okay with it. But it, there is a part of me that sees this happening. Sees all these people going on getting married, all my friends. And then what am I going to be, the 35-year-old guy who has all these 20-year-old friends? Probably. Or all the lonely friends <laughs> who don't have wives or kids or whatever. Fuck it, I'm 28. I I got plenty of time for all that. I'm just gonna enjoy their like their uh, successes and their love and their happiness. I will enjoy that for for the time being until maybe one day I find that myself. But we will see. That being said. Since we're already talking about love. Good old Valentine's Day is right around the corner. The most useless might be my least, might be just, it's a nothing holiday. It really is. It's an absolute nothing holiday. Doesn't need to exist. Yet here we have it. It's a Hallmark holiday. Just one of those holidays that the the gift card companies had to come up with to have sales in the month of February. Like the concept of it is just so, so ridiculous. Like this is the day that you have to express your love. Fuck the other days though. If you if you want to just you don't got to tell people you love them on on February 15th, but the 14th you best be you best be buying flowers and chocolates and taking them out for dinner. Not the rest of the year though. I mean, I I get the concept, and I'm probably bitter as someone who uh, doesn't have someone. But even when I was dating, like, anytime I've ever dated during Valentine's Day, and I think I've only ever had one girlfriend during Valentine's Day, even that at that time, I was never into it. Like, it wasn't a thing for me. But um, women like it, so us guys get suckered into... Having to make dinner reservations and, you know, shelling out for flowers and doing the whole shebang. Because women do like it. And is, I guess that's what matters. But like Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know, th- these are holidays that are like, yes, we should recognize these things. Of course, recognize your mother. Of course, recognize your father. Recognize love. 
But do that every year. Or do that all the time throughout the year. Don't have a, a day where you do it. But I guess for some people who are like, you know, emotionless shells as, such as myself, uh, we got to be told, hey, don't forget, love exists. Don't forget, I believe in a thing called love. And you should too. Don't forget, don't stop. Believe in a thing called love. <laughs> it's out there, guys. It's out there. Don't forget. Get that heart thing of chocolates. Oh, God. I can't stand, like, I can't stand themes, like holiday themes. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a few I do. Halloween, Christmas, uh, I just, I mean, technically even like St. Patrick's Day, which I enjoy, uh, I love St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, uh, New Year's, these are kind of bullshit holidays too, you know, like, they're just drinking holidays, there's the, there's the, uh, the Hallmark holidays and the drinking holidays, and then there's the real holidays, so, we only, I only enjoy the real holidays. But, like, you walk into a store and it's just, like, pink everywhere. Oh, is it Valentine's Day? I couldn't tell. Everything's pink. All the boxes of chocolates are out. And even Halloween's a theme part, you know, it's a theme. But I actually like Halloween, so I don't get as upset. Even still, though, it is kind of annoying to walk in pumpkins everywhere. Um, but that being said, you know, that being said about as much as I don't love Valentine's Day, if you're single and lonely and desperate come February 14th, I'm your guy. If you're, you know, sitting at home and feeling a little lonely because you don't got a date on Valentine's Day and you want to do the horizontal mambo feel a little connection feel a little uh, love because <laughs> that ain't love on a one night thing but I'm still your guy because your boy likes to fuck. <laughs> he still likes to... He might not be in love, but he likes to bust. So crude. And that's what coffee will do to you when you're doing a double fist. I told... Man, this might be the move. I might... I mean, I already told you it's the move. But this might be the, the podcast move. Just double dose of coffee. Because I'm wired as a motherfucker. And I love it. Half, half the time I'm drinking booze on here and I'm just like, toward the end of the episode, I'm just like slumping. Dude, the episode's firing. We're going. We're, 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 it's just, it's just increasing rather than like starting at the top and then kind of like simmering down. Oh, we're starting at the top and we're blowing the roof off this motherfucker because of the coffee. We might have to do this more often. We, we'll meet again. 
We will meet again, Lucifer! <laughs> um, but, uh, in, in the name of love, stop! In the name of love! In the name of Valentine's Day, since it is the season, and love, and my friends getting married, I figured I would uh, tell some of my love stories. Uh, a while back, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was episode 69, I talked about sex stories, which I have plenty of. <laughs> I do not, however, have as many love stories. Uh, but I figured I already told sex stories, and it's the love month. So I figured, why not? Let me go ahead and tell you my love stories, the times I have been in love. Now, I can tell you up front right now, uh, you know, I've, talk, I've thought hard about this. I have been in love... Exactly four times. There are four women that I have been in love with. That I felt genuine love for. Now, everybody has their own definition of what love is or what love means to them or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Now, I guess I might as well just start with telling you what I think love is or what love means to me. When I think about romantic, like, intimate love, because obviously I love my mom, I love my brother, I love my dad, I love my sister, I love my family. I have a, there's a different kind of love. You know, that's like a, just like a, a bonded family blood love that you just have for your family. And I love my friends. You know, I got friends that I love, that I would die for, that I would do, you know, I'd, I'd go through hell for these people. And that's a different kind of love to me, you know? And of course, I feel like eventually when you're with somebody, when you're married to somebody, or if you've like, if you have a significant other that you've been with for a very long time that you've gotten to know and had a connection with, you eventually feel that as well. You know, you get to that level of love. For me, I've never really reached that level of love. I've only had like the romantic love. Um... And I consider that to be in love. I consider that still be to be like, I've been in love with this person. So it's like, like I said, you, you have your, your French, you know, your love for your friends, your love, because you have bond with these people. It's like my family. I would die for them. I would, I would risk life and limb. I would, I would uh, lend money to. I would get them out of a pinch kind of a thing. You know, I'll go to the end of the earth for some of these people that I consider to be loved ones on the, like now we'll go back to romantic love, romantic, passionate, intimate love that I've had with a woman. And as I said, there have been four of them. Now, the interesting thing about that is, and why you might call me a fucking kook and why you might think I'm full of shit. And, and, this seems absolutely crazy to me too. Of those four women that I have been in love with or that I have felt love for, I only dated one of them. 
And that sounds crazy. And I know it probably is. Knowing me, it is crazy. But let me explain. So let's let's go through them. And I'm not going to use any names, okay? So, I mean, they probably know who they are. Maybe. There might be one of them or two of them that don't. Because I'm crazy. And I never really told one of them, at least. One of them probably doesn't know. Maybe deep down they know. We'll get to that later. We'll, we'll, we'll go through them. We'll go through them. So, my first love. And, you know, so, here's another thing. When I look back on some of these, I think... Or, okay, not some of these. This one. There's The, the first one, it's easy for me to say, that was stupid. You didn't really love her, maybe. Or, like, something along those lines. But when I put myself back to where I was then, I at that time I had never felt this way about a woman. And therefore I, I decided that, yes, I was in fact in love with this person. So, and this is one of those ones that I never actually dated. I, we, we were kind of seeing each other for like a very short time. I wouldn't even consider us to have been dating, but nonetheless, um, I, I felt like I had love for her. And like I said, it was so long ago. I was like, just still, I think I was still in high school, like senior year, or maybe even like just out of high school. It was like right around that time. It was like during my senior year, it was 2012. I specifically remember it being 2012. And, um, this was the first time I really like felt love and I dated other girls. I never was in love with them because I never dated people for girls for very long. So this girl, I worked with her. We, uh, I had like become really good friends with her and then I had a crush on her, you know, and I had a crush on her for a long time. And nothing really ever happened. And then finally, I kind of just... I, I, I had made it a point to let her know that I had feelings for her. She did not feel the same. And I let it go. And then every now and again, I would kind of press the issue. And I think eventually I wore her down enough to where she just decided, okay, we'll give it a shot. Like, I'll give you a shot and we'll see how it works. And this is where I say we, we were together for couple weeks to get like we were kind of just like testing the waters but me I was you know I had been crushing on this girl for so long and then finally I had a foot in the door and I felt like things were going to happen so I'm all in at this point you know my heart's in it and I and I feel that love for her well two days later two weeks later after all that I find out that she's dating somebody else. Didn't say anything to me. Just started dating another guy. And then that's how I found out. And that's how I found out things were off. Or th that things weren't going to work out. Now that I... Okay, god damn it. So, for the sake of this story, I'm going to have to say her name. Because it's it only works in this fashion. So, uh... <laughs> And I apologize to her if, if this... But this is... Fuck, it's been 10 years. Like, who cares? It's, I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter to me anymore. It's just a funny story to me now. Uh, 
the day that she broke up with me was the same day that the Broncos went to the playoffs for like the first time in a long time because it was the first year Peyton Manning was with the Broncos. We went to the playoffs. We were playing the Baltimore Ravens. And they beat us on like a miracle play, okay? It was, we were, we had one of the best, like we had a great season. We had a good shot at the Super Bowl. And then we lost at home to the Baltimore Ravens on a huge like 70-yard pass. Now, the reason it's funny and the irony of it all is during the game is when I was finding out that this was happening. And the name of the girl was Raven. So, I got fucked over by two Ravens that day. And that's why it's a funny story. It, it, it wasn't at the time. It might have been on, on my top 10 worst days of my life at that moment. The way I felt in that moment, I was absolutely devastated. My team just lost, and I, like, the girl that I, my first love, got, like, it, it, that all fell apart. Yeah, I was devastated. So, it went from being one of the worst days of my life to actually one of the funniest days because, you know, I've, I've obviously since gotten past all that, and it's just an ironically funny story now. So, that was my first love. My my second love um god this is kind of hard to talk about now that I'm going through these um is someone I still have a lot of love for I don't know that I mean I, it's hard to say that I could be in love with them still because we haven't seen each other or even like been around each other for so long but this was another girl that I never dated she was a girl that I was just really really good friends with and but I I liked her from the very beginning like I had there was something about her that I just connected with like she's she was just super cool liked music liked sports a free spirit um, I don't, and beautiful too, you know, and just like, there was just something about her that was different than any girl I'd ever, still, still any girl I've ever really been around. Um, but being the sackless wonder that I always was, I never said anything. I never, you know, I, I never made the move. I just, I just almost wanted her to make a move or something. I, it was stupid, you know? I, I never did that. And then she ended up dating somebody else who ended up becoming a good friend of mine as well. And I just decided that, you know, this is never going to happen. I got to put this... I got to put my feelings away and eventually I lost the feelings for her. And then, you know, through still being friends with her... And still have been talking to her and things. She moved away. Um, and of course she's currently single now. But doesn't live in the same state as me. So that 
isn't really a possibility. But, I mean, I had a very deep love for her. Nothing happened. We were just friends. And we still are friends. And, you know, of course I still have love for her. And it might just be a different kind of love now. But, I don't know. Maybe not. But, it just is one of those situations that is not really possible at this time so who knows who knows what the future holds with that um nonetheless we'll move on to three now three was the only one of the four that i did date and um met her through work we dated for a year and a half we ended up moving in together after a year and it was just one of those things where looking back on it, we really weren't meant to be together. We were kind of just different you know, on so many levels. Um, neither, but nonetheless, you know, that was my first real serious relationship that, you know, we lived together. We, we, uh, dated for, I mean, I'd never dated anybody for longer than six months. So it was the longest relationship I ever had. And at that time, I just wasn't ready for a relationship. Like my, I wasn't in the place to to be what she needed. Um, I think we were in different places in our lives, and but I fooled myself into thinking that we were meant to be. You know that 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 it was working out. I fooled myself into thinking that we were on the same wavelength. And then, and of course, I, I I did have love for her. Like I wouldn't have dated her for a year and a half if I didn't love her. And um, there were there were great moments. Like there were moments that we really were good together. There were moments that things worked out and things were amazing, and that we were on the same level. And there were things that we did have in common. It's not like I mean that doesn't happen. We don't you, you don't be with somebody for a year and a half and have nothing in common. But we were just two different people on on two different wavelengths, and it didn't work out. And you know is what it is but I had love for her and you know it's that's just part of life that's just what happens sometimes so that was that one and then the fourth one is the person that I don't think knows that I loved um, or maybe again in this situation still have some love for because again a friend, someone who has been a friend for a long time. And again, the sackless wonder, the sackless wonder that is me, uh, did never, uh, never said anything. I had dropped hints, but let me tell you something. In my mind, there is nothing more devastating than, than the thought of rejection, especially from someone that you only want acceptance from or only want you know to be reciprocated by the thought of that crushes me like I, I, I've never been able to get past that I've never been able to just like go out on a limb and uh, and try so if there's any piece of advice that I can give anybody out there at all it's just go for it dude because right because now you know this this fourth girl she's dating somebody and 
I miss my shot. And it's not like we hang out all the time. It's not like we're like prevalent in each other's lives. So had I had made my shot and fucked everything up and we weren't friends anymore, or that's like the worst case scenario or things were awkward, then who gives a fuck? Like in the end, life doesn't change for you. It's just awkward between that person or you're not friends anymore or whatever. You know, life moves on. But instead, I never made my shot. I never like said anything and now I'll never know. Or maybe I will sometime down the road. But as of right now, I'll never know. And maybe things would have worked out and maybe things would have been great. But I'll never know. Again, somebody I just had a lot in common with who I was attracted to. And that seems to be the common theme. It's just people that it's rare for me to find a girl that I am so in tuned with mind, body, and soul. I'm attracted to them. We have a lot in common. We can talk to each other. We can have conversation. It doesn't feel, you know, fake. It feels real. And there's only been the select few of people that I've ever felt that with. And that is my life love story. So there you have it. And I might be a crazy person because I've been in love with all these girls that I never dated, but it is what it is. That's what you get when you're the sackless wonder. (laughs) So what you gonna do? What you gonna do? But that's my advice to you guys this week, I guess, is in the name of love, if, if you have feelings for somebody, tell them, dude. Like, just fucking tell them because in the end, who gives a shit? Like, who cares what people think? And you'll never know unless you know. You'll never know unless you try. And there's no worse feeling than not trying and wondering. There's no worse feeling than that. You know, take it from somebody who's been there twice. I didn't try with both those girls. And I think I had a real shot of being happy, making them happy. And, like, it just being an awesome relationship or like, and I, and I blew it twice. I didn't do it. Like you'd think I would have learned the first time and, and would have, and would have learned my lesson on the second one. And I didn't. So I, I fucked up twice, you know, and who knows, maybe maybe there's a third time down the road that I get to do that. But I'm telling you right now, don't, don't do what I did. Don't be a sackless wonder. Make make the move. Say something. Let them know. And what's the worst thing that happens? You're not friends with them anymore? Ah, There's nothing... I'd rather not be friends with them than... And and have taken a shot. You know? I'd rather take the risk. All the... Like, the, the worst risk for the highest reward. You know? That's that's how I look at it. I would rather take the lowest... Or the worst possible risk to achieve the highest possible reward in a situation like that. So that's my advice to you this week. And I hope you, I hope you, uh, take that to heart. Now, we still got some time here. Let's end on a funny note. Now, as some of you may have known, as some of you may remember, I had a podcast with my good old boy, Mac. Podcast was called Good Old Boys. Still out there. We had seven episodes. They were funny. It was a good time. It just didn't work out. Um, But we used to play games on that podcast. 
and uh, we played a game called carry or it was um, Im- impression roulette because I love impressions. I've always been a fan of people who do impressions. I've always thought that I could do some impressions pretty well, and uh, you know, I thought maybe I would uh, would give that a shot. And uh, and play that game here. So so we're gonna do karaoke. Or we're gonna do um, uh, impression roulette. I have picked out some of my better impressions, and I'm gonna match them up with with a topic or with like a scenario. Now, here's the thing. Okay, I love when doing impressions. There's nothing m- more that I love than doing an impression of somebody. In a scenario that they don't belong in. You know what I mean? Like, I live for that. I love impressions of, like, cartoon characters. Like, saying fucked up shit. You know? Like, um... For instance, like, just give an example. Mickey, Mickey Mouse being like... Jesus Christ, Donald! Goofy's overdosed on the bathroom floor! He couldn't handle being a single dad anymore. Like, fucked up, dude. Like, just saying fucked up shit. Um, fucking, what else? Uh, like, man, Scoop's tripping balls. He thought it was a Scooby snack and it was an edible. Scoop's on a trip. I don't know. Just... I live for those moments. I live for like, or like cartoon characters cussing. Like that's just the funniest thing, man. Like, uh, well, I guess this isn't a cartoon, but Kermit the Frog. Miss Piggy can be a real bitch. I hate that bitch. <laughs> she hits me. I mean, is that Kermit the Frog or is it Ray Romano or is it Patrick Mahomes? We'll never know. They're all the same. Fucking Patrick Mahomes and his press conference is literally like uh yeah I, I don't know what I don't know what happened in that last play uh you know uh, through the interception and uh it is what it is I'll go back to the drawing board and work harder cause I'm a fucking idiot see it's like who is that that's just like grown up Kermit or Ray Romano they're all the same you just get that gruff voice get that gruff voice Arrgh! Miss Piggy's after me! She's gonna rape me! I <laughs> just love doing fucked up stuff. So, or just scenarios where they're out of context. You know what I mean? So, in that that being said, I've picked some characters who uh, you could say don't belong in the scenario. And the scenario this time around is gonna be Disney movies. Um, something you should know about me when I, when I do impressions, as you may have noticed just in that last little, like horrifying bit when it comes to impressions I always have a hard time trying to figure out what to say so I picked Disney movies because they're pretty quotable and at worst case scenario I'll just do a song okay because those are easy and uh, it's 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 hard to um I just always have a hard time coming up with things to say. You, I try and do an impression and then like trying to think of a line 
is always the worst. I just have to do them in the moment sometimes. So that's why I picked Disney movies. It's funny because they're out. It's not a good scenario for these people. And also, I don't know. It'll just be funny. So nonetheless, I have a, a thing here and we will randomly select. I'm going to randomly select a voice and then I'll randomly select a movie and we'll see how, how that goes. So this could be fun. Okay, so for this portion of the podcast, I'm going to do it without the headphones so that I can hear myself a little bit better, maybe get a better impression out. Um, Doubt we'll do all of these, but we'll see how many we get through and how funny it even is. So let's pick our voice. (laughs) Starting us off with Donald Trump, a heavy hitter to get us going with. What movie are we going to do with Donald Trump? Peter Pan, okay. Interesting. So let's see. It's a good Peter Pan line, I guess. <laughs> okay. We're going to Neverland where you never got to grow up. I've been to Neverland. And when I was there, I said, wow, this land is never ending. We stay young forever. It's 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 huge. It's wonderful. There's pirates. There's Indians. Who cares? We're gonna get them out of there. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be a great time. We're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go fight Captain Hook. This Captain Hook guy. I told him. I said you're a bad guy. I told this guy. He's a bad dude. He's got a hook for a hand. I don't know. Like <laughs> now I'm just making shit up. That's not even a line, but that's how it would go if he was in it. Take a little bit of this fairy dust and you can fly. I'm telling you, it's wonderful. You can fly anywhere. We're going to fly to Neverland. That's all I got. Let's do another one. (laughs) Macho Man. Randy Savage. Okay. Going to do... Okay, Lilo and Stitch, which is, there's really only one option here for this one. I don't really have too much to go off of, which is, this one fucking hurts my throat, by the way. Ohana means family. Family means never Wait, hang on, I fucked it up. What is it? Ohana means family. Family means no one gets left behind. Yeah, so. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind. Oh, yeah! Nobody gets left behind! <laughs> What's a good, uh, uh, something else Stitch says, I guess. I don't remember any songs from that movie, but. Oh, yeah! Experiment 626! Coming at you from outer space, brother! Let's do another one. One I've done on here before, I think. Alan Rickman. Now, when I do my Alan Rickman, it basically just sounds like he's falling asleep all the time. It's kind of just a Severus Snape. Droll. <laughs> Which is why this is funny. We'll do uh, the Goofy movie. That should be interesting. Okay, so Alan Rickman doing the Goofy movie. Uh, let's put him in the role. Do you, there's no real bad guys in that. You can do Pete, but let's do uh, Goofy. I mean, 
or Max. What do you think? Nah, let's do Goofy. Alan Rickman was an older guy, so what's a good Goofy line from that? Uh, oh. <clears throat> Fucking Lake. <clears throat> God damn it. See, the Macho Man one fucked me up. Lake Destiny, Idaho. I just don't want you to end up in the electric chair. Max, you're my son. <laughs> Gorsh. <laughs> Gorsh. Who was he? Is only the most famous rock star in the world. Not as hip as Xavier Kuget, the Mambo King. Everybody mambo. La 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 <laughs> And if we're gonna do a song we might as well do uh fucking eye to eye how to uh Fuck, why am I drawing a blank? Eye to eye I to I I to I <laughs> To stand out above the crowd, even if I have to shout out loud. That's so hard to sing with with just doing a monotone voice. Like, you have no rhythm. There's no melody, no rhythm, no nothing. Seeing it A to A. Okay, we're moving on. I've overdone that one. Gorsh Mickey. Oh, okay. Cat Williams. Now this, fucking, I, the only black guy I can really do, uh, <laughs> Aladdin, Cat Williams is a la- in Aladdin. Now what do we want to do? This could be fun in any form, really. We could do Jafar. We could do, uh, Aladdin. We could do the genie. Let's do a couple of them. So we'll do Jaf- we'll do uh, Cat Williams as Jafar to start off with. Um. Bitch, the princess will marry me. I... God, I don't know. Boo-boo, I told you, the princess will marry me. That was not that good. Uh, what? Let's do uh, the genie. Oh, okay, uh, we could do You Got a Friend in Me. <laughs> you got a friend in me? You got a friend in me, bitch. You got a friend in me. Of course, I'm <laughs> can't do the whole. And I said, "Boo boo, you got a friend in me." God, I I, I want to. Go, I'm going to come back and do Cat Williams as other things because, really, he could just. I could do him as so many things. There's so many fun possibilities with him. Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Let's do Sylvester Stallone, doing. Oh, that's a per. That's perfect, Hercules. That works out, like, kind of too well, almost. So, Sylvester Stallone doing Hercules. Now, what is... Let's see, what's a good Hercules line? (laughs) I could go a distance. I don't care how far. Somehow I'll be strong. You know, I'll I'll go every mile. Be worth my while. (laughs) I feel he's even... I can go a distance. 
I could go the distance. See, I always have trouble finding out, like, figuring out the quotes. Like, what's a good quote uh, that Hercules even says? I guess you could do him as Hades. Hades! How are things in the underworld? Oh, you know, a little dark, a little gloomy, but, uh, full of dead people. What are you going to do? <laughs> That's pretty good. That worked out pretty good. And I'm not, I mean, the I Can Do the Distance is the only song, really. Let's go another one. I don't know how many more of these I'm going to do. Oh, you got you to gotta get Hank Hill in there. You got to get my boy Hank in there, one of my favorites. What's Hank going to do? <laughs> Hank doing Mulan. Uh, Bull, let's get down to business. Or I'll kick your ass. Did they send me daughters? Boy, when I asked... Oh, wait. Yeah, four sons. I don't know. It's hard to do Hank singing. Because Hank never sings. Um, I guess Hank is the only... Oh, Mushu. That'd be funny. Hank is Mushu. What does Mushu say? Uh... I'm your worst nightmare, you bastard. You hun bastards. It'd be funny with him as Mulan. Uh, <laughs> what's the what's the one song um, where she's a uh, fucking reflection, right? But I can't do Hank singing. It doesn't sound as good when I'm doing Hank singing. Uh... Yeah, I can't... Yeah, fuck it. I thought I could do a better Hank. I just... I can not I can do a good Hank. It's just a bad scenario. Okay, we're going to end with this because this is just too fucking perfect. Adam Sandler, my favorite, my favorite impression that I can do. Easily my best impression. So let's see what we got. Cinderella! No, 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 no. We're skipping that one. There's like nothing to say on Cinderella. This is our last one. It's got to be something better than Cinderella. Lion King. Okay, perfect. See, Lion King and King of the Hill would have been good. You'd be like, Long live the King of the Hill, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard, Mufasa! You furry bastard! Um, okay, but we'll do Adam Sandler doing uh, Lion King. So, Adam Sandler doing Lion King. The only one that I think would even be make sense is him as Rafiki. Or maybe like Timon. But, uh. Oh, yes! The past does hurt! <laughs> what does he say? The past. The past can hurt! Alright, let's do him as Mufasa. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. What about that dark spot over there? You must never go there! Those are the Shadowlands. <laughs> uh, Everything exists together in a delicate balance from the leaping antelope to the <laughs> fucking... I don't remember what all he says. But let's, let's do a song because Adam Sandler likes to sing a lot. 
Là, c'est bon, c'est rajou, c'est rajou, c'est rajou, c'est rajou. It's a circle of life, and it moves us all through despair and hope, through faith and love. <laughs> Uh, that one was pretty good. I gotta admit that one. Fucking. Akuna Matata. Ain't no passing fruit. A Sabadu Mukada. Akuna Sabaduba. I can only do the goofy Adam Sandler voice, as you may have noticed. But that's what we'll end with. I mean, because it's still on there, Sleeping Beauty. I wanted to do Cat Williams doing Sleeping Beauty to be like, wake up, bitch. <laughs> Just him as the prince. Bitch, wake up. You're sleeping all day. But we'll end with that. I think that's funny enough. We did good with it. It is what it is, babies. And who knows, maybe you didn't enjoy that. That's why I saved it for the end. The coffee's getting to me. Now I'm on a crash. I'm on a come down. So. Don't forget, guys. The coffee move. Two coffees. One cold, one hot. Delicate balance of life. Uh, go for love, man. You know, don't, don't let, uh, don't let love, you know, pass you by. If, if, say something, you know, don't, don't, don't be the sackless wonder like me and you'll be just fine. So, uh, that's my advice this week. Uh, go out, spread love, spread happiness, spread joy, live life. Because as we all know, and as you should know, life's a garden. Dig it.